It's time for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. Now, from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, and Belmont, California, here is Maggie and Matthew Paveo. Good evening, everyone. A special Sunday, May 1st edition of a dad and daughter talking about football. Coming to you again across the country from Belmont, California, and from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. Maggie, how are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good? It's close mm-hmm. and winding down on the year. Almost mm-hmm. over. Probably our next show will be in person, most likely. Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, whenever that is, I don't know. But So we did have some Notre Dame news, though. So let's just jump right into it. There's several things to talk about today. There's the blue and gold game that we never kind of dissected. There's the draft and all of that. There's even, we should probably talk about the shirt. Um, let's start with the blue and gold game. Meg, first some thoughts on the blue and gold game. A Was it 13 to 10 win by the gold? Mm-hmm. We were talking beforehand. Was it led by Al Golden? I don't know. That seems like that <laughs> I think it probably was. That seems like that probably would be good. Um, anyway, first impressions on the blue and gold game yeah i thought it was a good a good showing um i think a a lot of my impressions we'll talk about later in terms of player standouts but um i think that the absence of tyler buckner definitely enlightened some things Mm -hmm. um and that's important so yeah 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 i I think it was nice to see marcus i mean we're getting all these little there's so much excitement around the team right now with Marcus Freeman and we haven't, we've only had one football game where there was a great half and a crappy half. And then we um, have this blue and gold game. So there isn't a lot to so much excitement and and good vibes around the team right now. Any little thing is good. Um, So it was just nice to see them kind of starting to move towards the season more and more. Um, The first impression though, that I had was that Drew Pine half shirt should never be worn again, ever, never, ever. Um, I don't know what he was thinking. Not a good start. Maybe he's trying to distract people. I don't know. Um, but how about how about just some player standouts then, Maggie? Let's just. I don't want to dwell too long on Drew Pine's shirt or half shirt. Uh, get that guy a full shirt, please. Um, standouts. Who st- stood out for you, and why, maybe? Yeah. Um, so I I was watching, kind of. Um, not fully, but I remember thinking in the moment that Jadarian Price, who is a freshman running back, mm-hmm. played pretty well. Um, and I think that's good because, of course, we have a new running backs coach and Kyron's gone. Um, and we need someone to step up, especially with Sebo Flemister leaving as well. Um, and mm-hmm. then Logan Diggs got injured, mm-hmm. which he's in recovery Not now. Good. So, mm-hmm. um, But I think that was that was a bright spot, the running back. Yeah. I agree. Jadarian Bright Price was a, showed a lot of explosiveness and shiftiness. He caught one long pass. I don't know how long it was for, but he ended up with eight catches for 104 yards. It wasn't a lot of running per se from any of them. I think Chris Tyree, I think only played one series, but you know, looked good in that one series, had one nice like 10 yard run. Um, there wasn't a lot of running, running, uh, a lot of passing around, throwing around. Maybe that's the way the offense is going to go. But uh, I was impressed again, Jadarian Price. Maybe on the defensive side, or should I get my offensive side person? I mean, you can go ahead and share your offensive uh, side. 
I mean, I like Jaden Thomas. I thought he just was a solid receiver. We had heard about Jaden Thomas last year. Like, just wait till you see this guy. Never really got on the field because of Colsey, because of Styles. Um, but Jaden Thomas, nice little – seemed to be the go-to guy for, for Pine while he was out there. Kind of a possession-type receiver. Not a lot of explosiveness, but just solid. Um, he ended up with four catches for 39 yards. But I just thought he seemed to be the security blanket out there. I mean, I'm sure, you know, they weren't going to play a lot of Michael Mayer. And even Colsey and, and, and um, Styles probably weren't going to get a ton of time, or or Braden Lindsay, who again looked sharp. Um, but you know, I like Lindsay and Thomas. I thought were great uh, as, mm-hmm. as kind of just guys that we that were good performers during on the offensive side. Defensive side, Maggie, anybody stand out for you? I mean, I just thought overall the defense was solid. Um, it was interesting how the players they did highlight, though. I remember they highlighted um, Riley Mills, who I always mm-hmm. seem to forget about on the mm-hmm. defensive line who will probably be starting this year, I'd assume with our um, departures of Myron mm-hmm. and Kurt Heinish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm an injury. Right yeah. Injuries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I actually saw him drop an interception, yeah. um, a potential <laughs> yeah. interception, but Ramon Henderson, I believe it was yes. Ramon Henderson. Uh-huh, it, was. Um, it was nice to see him on the field. Cause I feel like we hadn't seen him basically at all. And he's already a junior. So, mm-hmm. Um, at the safety position, of course, now there's some ambiguity at that position well, right. without Kyle Hamilton. Um, well, do you, do you think there's ambiguity or is it just Joseph and, and Houston Griffith and we're just good to go? Well, I don't know. What about Ramon Henderson? <laughs> maybe not for interceptions. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe like a nickelback or something like that. I mean, Ramon, you know, he's okay. I just think I mean, Joseph and, and Griffith are going to be a people back there, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not quick to um, <laughs> anoint to uh, – Houston Griffith. Wow. After all this time. I know he he hasn't grown on me yet. At least we know what he is. I think at this point, Yeah, which is just a solid safety. Um, Okay. Uh, For me. Yeah. I think you're exactly right though. When you say the complete defense, I mean, it was a stifling defense partially probably because it's partially the reason why the running attack wasn't an attack at all. Um, The defensive line was just incredible. Um, Riley Mills, uh, uh, what's his name? Ga- uh, Rubio, Gabriel Rubio, mm-hmm. I thought was pretty good. Uh, had had some nice plays. Um, I thought Howard Cross is going to play an important role this year. I and mean, a little undersized, but has a good motor. It's quick off the ball, um, and we're going to need him. Uh, the kid from Harvard, right? Har- didn't they pick up a kid from Harvard, right? A defensive lineman. I don't remember his name. Um, he'll be important to him, but I didn't see much of him. Um, I like Junior Tuya Lamaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, was was fantastic as a freshman. Um, that's going to be an interesting watch the linebackers this year. I, I just think I mentioned it last, last um, show. I really want to see who steps up in that linebacker position. So, Leah Fow was great having a reception to, uh, to Alamaka was all over the place. Um, you still have Prince Collie out there. They're just a lot of solid linebackers all of a sudden, um, you know, obviously Marcus Freeman knows how to recruit that mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so it'd be interesting to see our linebacking core. Uh, develop this year um and let's we've been hiding or skipping around it but let's talk about the quarterback position what anything clear now anything new now after this game drew pine got most of the reps steve angeli played as well um a little bit of ron paulus the third but you know that's just kind of he's not really in the mix at all mm-hmm. um any, any anything else you saw though what what do you think now of the where, where are you right now with the quarterback position? 
I think it definitely affirmed that Tyler Buckner is the number one quarterback. I, I think that that was like the good thing that came out of the blue and gold game was that we know that, and especially with Buckner taking those sideline interviews and kind of becoming the face of the team, that was good to see. But then the, a big question that came out of it is, well, Drew Pine was missing some passes and oh, I yeah. felt like he had the power, but he didn't mm-hmm. really have the accuracy, which you kind of, you kind of need both to be a good quarterback. <laughs> It'd um, be nice. Yeah. yeah. And then Angeli comes out and he has that last second um, touchdown to run it in by himself. Um, And then you're like, well, who is the second quarterback? I mean, it is Drew Pine. Like, it's not the most exciting answer, but it is Drew Pine. But next year, maybe Angeli gets a few reps this year if we, like, blow out some teams. um, And maybe things change or there's some injuries. I hope not, but maybe. And then you're kind of like, well, Angeli's not the worst option. So I think he's, like, maybe – not quarterback three, but quarterback like two B. <laughs> to be determined. I, mm-hmm. I pretty much agree with you. I, I gosh, and Jelly looked so good and so calm and so poised at the end and such like a winner at the end. And Drew Pine looked almost all the opposite during his time there, where it was just kind of like he looked flustered. He couldn't make his reads quick enough. The ball wasn't getting out fast enough. He wasn't accurate, like you said. He had a few nice, and then all of a sudden he throw a nice throw and you're like, geez, there it is. Um, I don't know. I, I was hoping at least we had a competition, but I think you're exactly right. I think what this did was solidify, even by not playing, Tyler Buckner is our starter. I, I just think, how can you not say that? Well, I, I would say this. I don't think you're going to win a ton of games with Drew Pine playing the way he did in the blue and gold game. Now, maybe it's one game and maybe in practice is great, but you just by that game, I might even start Angeli at a certain point, at least, at, you know, if, if say Buckner never got better he's going to that's just if you only had Angeli and Pine after week three Angeli would be your starter I guarantee it but you know I think you're exactly I should just this is a long way of saying I think you're exactly right Pine's the backup Angeli's right on his heels Buckner's your starter it's going to be interesting to see after this season what Notre Dame does like because Angeli is ascending um, and Dante Moore is coming too so the quarterback room is going to be a little bit crowded um, we should almost take a bet on whether we think Buckner and Je- Buckner or Angeli or even Dante Moore ends up as a Notre Dame player. <laughs> Which one yeah. of those is, I mean, with the transfer portal now, but that's for a later show, I guess. Write that one down. <laughs> 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 Who disappointed? Anybody? Well, I guess we were talking about one person that disappointed, but anybody else disappoint uh, that you thought, well, I wanted to see more? Um, I mean, I guess the main one would be drew pine just because of the expectation like i didn't really have an expectation for anyone else going into the game mm-hmm. um i guess you know you could say will schweitzer because i said will schweitzer was gonna have a great <laughs> game and then he was non-existent basically um yeah. but you know he's still waiting for his breakout game i guess yeah, yeah. uh so but i mean that's just like a personal thing <laughs> that's it was yeah. mostly i would say drew pine is the answer there yeah i the kicking game was parts that were great. I, I actually liked some of the things that Groupie did, kicking it in the end zone. That was great. He made a nice field, his first field goal, but then everything kind of got away from him. They missed a few, a few goals, and you're going to have to sharpen that up. Um, and the other is, and I don't know, this could have just been the, the play calling or just how they wanted to sub people in and who they wanted to play. So, you know, with a grain of salt, I, I wanted to see more from Colsey and I wanted to see more from Styles, but that, that could just been, it wasn't in the game plan. Um, Overall, it was pretty good. I, I mean, for a blue and gold game, pretty good. Our defense is definitely 
they're going to be the star for sure at the beginning. Um, one interesting thing I want to talk about, I don't know if you caught this or not, Aaron Taylor was interviewed. He's going into the College Football Hall of Fame. He made some comments about that the Hunter Bevan had, had brought, I think it was almost 200 ex-players back, and they finally felt like they could come back. It was kind of a shot across the bow at Brian Kelly. I don't know. Did you did you hear that, or did you think these are cultural cultural issues with the passing administration? I was kind of surprised by that, that former players weren't welcome back. I seem to see them on the sidelines, but what your thoughts at all? I'm, I mean, I think since Brian Kelly's been gone, a lot more people are coming forward and saying that. So there has to be mm-hmm. something that was going on. Yeah. I remember seeing like at certain times if the NFL players had a week off, I remember seeing like, oh, there's like Jerry Tillery on the sideline because right. the Chargers have like a week off. Um, but I think that making like this was definitely more advertised this time around for this blue and gold game like here are all our players they're in the nfl or they're doing something else that's very successful oh yeah they're selling insurance i mean you know yeah, yeah. so i think it's I, I i don't know if i was surprised because a lot of bad stuff has come out about brian Kelly. Yeah. um yeah. i i always thought he was a good guy and you know maybe he is this is just like a few people's opinions but right um it's definitely surprising but i also like i always like the sense of like reunion so i really like yeah. seeing the players all come back I think it's more of like what we talked about before. It's that transfer from a business model, CEO model to a collegiate model, bringing, you know, leaning into the traditions and leaning into the good feelings that that can bring. I think is what Marcus Freeman's bringing. Um, I, I, I don't, I think there's a real danger and he's done a lot of things certainly that, that cause us to be critical. Um, but bearing Brian Kelly, we need to remember the program he inherited and the program where he brought the program. So I think it's always needs to be said. We, re- I, I really appreciate kind of how much he did for the, the university and the football team. Never was able to make that, you know, one more step. And, and the exit was bad, but the rest was pretty good. So there you go. Um, but I thought that was interesting. I think there's a cultural change. We'll see if that is good or bad. Um, the dr- so blue and gold game overall, satisfied, Maggie? I would say so. Yeah, I, I was good. All right. Let's get to the other big news, which I know you were riveted on. I know you've been talking about the draft. Um, Notre Dame had basically probably the chance of getting five people drafted. If you want to say, you know, they had two drafted. Uh, Kyle Hamilton went in the first round to the uh, Baltimore Ravens, and Kyron Williams went later, I believe the fifth round, uh, to the Los Angeles Rams. And then there were a few other signings we can talk about those in a minute. How about Hamilton's landing spot? Was that, how do you feel about that? I, number 14 um, pick. I mean, good thing his, he'll always be number 14 yeah. um, in some <laughs> regard. But um, I, on a personal note, was excited at the potential of the Philadelphia Eagles choosing him by trading mm-hmm. up to the 13th pick and him still yeah. being on the board and them needing a safety. Um and they didn't choose him, mm-hmm. and that was annoying to me. It still <laughs> is annoying to me because it was so close. And uh-huh. I remember we were texting about it, and we were like, well, like this is definitely him at 13 because like, why else would you trade up to right. get like Jordan Davis who you could get much well, later? Yeah. Well, I think they were trading him to get the receiver, what, Williams yeah. or whatever, and then they didn't, and then they were kind of caught there. But yeah. And I mean, I think that the Ravens had a great draft. Obviously, I'm a 
bi- biased in that uh, field, but <laughs> because they have no, they Hamilton. Did. No, they did. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm fine with where he ended up. I think that it could have gone worse for him. And I think mm-hmm. he'll be a great Raven or he would have been great wherever he went. Um, mm-hmm. It was surprising and disappointing because of the prospect of the Eagles. But overall, I guess I'm okay with it. I, I liked it. I thought it was it's good for him. Um, they have a history of taking Notre Dame players, you know, Miles Boykin and Ronnie Stanley and a few others in the past. But um, I certainly thought that was a I, – I think Philadelphia would have been a great place for him. A few others I thought would have been a great place for him. I was afraid he'd go to, uh, to watch the commanders. I was afraid um, that he might even go to the Falcons, although that's his home team. You know, or the Houston Texans, I thought those were terrible landing spots for him. Falcons might have worked – hometown kid but um so i was happy with the Ravens. i think he's gonna he's gonna have an excellent career there i think uh they were lucky to get him they know they're lucky to get him so good good job go ravens mm-hmm. uh kyron kyron going to the rams do you have any thoughts on that i mean just overall good for kyron i guess yeah right um i definitely saw him going a little bit higher maybe in like the third or fourth round mm-hmm. um even though it doesn't make that much of a difference mm-hmm. but I like that he's going to be with Ben Skoranek. I always like when they have a, a reunion. <laughs> a buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that much about the Rams. I know, I mean, except for they won the Super Bowl. So yeah, I guess yeah, that's good enough. Super Bowl champions. <laughs> yeah. I do think that Kyron's whole image is very like LA, like oh, yeah. swag. So, <laughs> so maybe like cultural, the culture there will fit. Well, I think you hit you, you know, on the head. I think he's a cultural fit. Like he's the kind of guy they need. Just a hundred percent gives you everything. Um, I think he's going to be a – people forget he came to Notre Dame as a receiver. I think he's going to catch balls out of the backfield. I think he's going to be a great third down back, probably do some good to work on special teams. Um, I think it's a steal in the fifth round. I was surprised a few running backs that went ahead of him. I mean, the kid from Cincinnati, the kid from um, – I think the kid – Old Miss. I mean, there, was a, there were running backs being taken ahead of him that I was like, what are we doing? Um, so the Rams, there you go. Um, a good pick for them. Others not in the draft. We had um, Myron Tagmaloa going to the Raiders. We had Drew White going to the Commanders. We had uh, Kurt Heinisch going to the Texans. We had Jack Cohen going to the Colts. Did I miss one? Um, you um, say... Oh, Kevin Austin. Kevin Austin I... went to the... Jaguars. The Jaguars, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then Isaiah Pryor today said he's going to the Saints. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't hear you that. Oh, great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, are any of those you surprised did, did not get drafted? I mean, I think the only one, I mean, I know I said that we were going to have like five people drafted, but the only one of those that's really, really surprising is Kevin Austin because he has the size and he has the speed. Um, and I thought after his 40 time, he was a lock to be drafted. Yeah. And then I remember Mel Kuyper had him as like his, in his top like best available yeah. top 10 best available in the sixth round so i was like okay well this is definitely yeah. going to happen and then it just didn't just i think he was the last one i think i think he was the number one best available as the draft ended i mm-hmm. think i don't know you might check me on that um but i totally agree i thought myron would get drafted i even thought kurt heinish would get drafted i didn't think jack Cohen would get drafted although i think he's better than brock purdy um with the four niners picked up at the mr irrelevant pick but um they should have gone with Kurt strong that's just a side note but um Carson Strong would be a nice fit for the Eagles but this isn't a show about that um who do you think is the best fit out of all those who's going to have the best career out of all those guys like because you think oh yes that is exactly where you should go it's a good situation Uh, 
I mean, I'm not the best, like, looking at these, I'm not the most well-versed on, like, the, the structures of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, but I would say I actually might think Jack Cohn with Really? the Indianapolis Colts, something about Yeah, that makes I a can lot see of that. sense. Um, Yeah, I can see that. he stayed in state. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. he's in state. He's not the most mobile. Carson Wentz is not the most mobile quarterback. Um, and then after Carson Wentz, I don't know. I mean, they have Sam Ellinger, and they I think they still have Jacob Eason from Washington Yeah. a few years ago. Really? So there's Do they? maybe Jeez. not. I don't know if they I don't still know. have You could him. be right. You could be right. I don't know. He might have moved around since Someone then. look that up. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think the Colts kind of have an open quarterback. <laughs> Wait, did they just hold on? They might have picked up someone over the offseason. I feel like they might have. Anyways, okay. I, I either way, I think Jack Cohn, <laughs> I think Jack Cohn is a good fit with the Yeah, Colts. I'm sure you don't want to take any more time <laughs> of that. um, let me Google this. <laughs> You, you say yours. <laughs> okay, mine's Myron Tagovailoa. It's going to be a Raider for at least five years. I, I see him as kind of a Sheldon Day kind of player. where it's like he's going to stick. I don't I actually don't know if he'll be the Raiders, but you'll see him on several teams. Uh, he just has the right size, the right attitude, the right quickness. He's a good kid, good person. I think he'll be on a lot of teams. I don't know that he'll ever be a star, but I think he'll be on a lot of teams or at least have a long career, at least six or seven years, which in the NFL is long. Um, I, I, yeah, Austin, I don't know Jacksonville's right spot for him. Heinish, I think Heinish might stick. Drew White won't stick. He's just a for the camp and unless he does something on special teams which he could and maybe a season or two um did i forget somebody again <laughs> jack Cohn. we've already talked about jack Cohn enough You say prior. um i prior I, I don't know that he sticks but we'll see i hope so i hope so um obviously all right and then so next year though i mean there's going to be a lot of no game i mean this year was kind of a lean year because a lot of people are coming back um Obviously, Isaiah Foskey is probably in the top 10 right now as a draft prospect. Um, so who else are you looking at maybe as a big-time draft prospect next year? Throw out two people to watch. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, Jerry Patterson, I was looking at a, Right. a draft today, a mock draft already for the next Uh-huh. year. And in the first round, I think they had, I think they had four name players. I can't remember Wow. who the fourth person is. Maybe Yeah. it was just the three, but then Brandon Joseph and Michael Mayer as well. Yeah. Well, then Um, Fosky and Pat Patterson, right? I mean, there's four. Oh, Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess Yeah. those are the four. I would also like Yeah. to amend my previous statement about Jack Cohn because I forgot that they got Matt Ryan and traded Carson Wentz away. Oh, yeah, But but Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan also will not stick around, so I stick No, with my statement. <laughs> Matt Ryan is, yeah, the guy's, I mean, he's got one or two more seasons and that's it, right? Maybe Jack Cohn can learn from him. Jack Cohn could be, you know, similar in, in Yeah, I abilities kind of look in alike. a way. So, yeah, I see uh, four, you think four Notre Dame guys might go in the first round next year? My goodness, that would be something. Um, but you're right, those four, for sure. I mean, Foskey and Mayer, for sure. Patterson, for sure. He's our, well, I don't know if you're going to take a center in the first round, but he, he'll be the first center off the board, I'll say that. And then uh, Brandon Joseph, I mean, if, if he is what everyone says he is, he could be one of the top safeties. Sure, that seems like makes a lot of sense. Um, I think and then... they had Brandon Joseph going to the Eagles and they were like, the Eagles messed up with the Kyle Hamilton one. And so Mm. maybe they'll get Brandon Joseph, which I appreciated the note. <laughs> Um, I liked that. yeah, you never know. Some other person can sneak in there too as a, another player, um, a Cam Hart, something like that. I, I really think Cam Hart's due for a big season. I think, gosh, if you get five million guys in the first round, that would just be incredible. 
we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but four Maybe Bo Bauer in the first round. I just, at some point. <laughs> wow, Maggie with a curveball right at the end. <laughs> okay, last but not least, probably the most important thing we have to talk about: the shirt was released, the Notre Dame shirt by the created by the students. Uh, what are your thoughts, Maggie, on the shirt? Fan or not a fan? Like, I like not like. I like the color. I think navy blue is probably my favorite um, mm-hmm. because then I can wear it on an everyday basis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I like I like it. I guess the raw raw is a little big in my uh, opinion. But I like the um, the 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 offensive lineman holding up the. Um, I like the image in the back of yeah. the the shirt. Um, I mean, if you really yeah. want to get into it, I'm not biggest fan <laughs> of the font, but. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we have another about minute or two. I, yeah, we can <laughs> talk fonts if you want. Um, I, but you said pretty much what I thought. I, I like the color. I like the front re- a lot. Uh, the rah rah, really rah rah. That's the best. Way. I mean, really cheesy, right? Am I right? I don't know. I'm just happy it's not a half shirt in honor of Drew Pine. Mm-hmm. You can that half that. shirt. I saw that in my nightmares. <laughs> Every time you blink. Uh, I mean, come on either that or do like you must be you have to do like 500 crunches a day or something like that you know just you have to have a whole better situation going on there for wearing a half shirt anyway i'm going to talk but i don't wear half shirts um hi maggie well have you thought of a new slogan yet i i was thinking about it before Uh uh-huh and i think i'm gonna go with a simple stay safe out there everyone (laughs) (laughs) because you're concerned that's great all right, no Maggie, COVID. Would you like, would you like to would you like to sign off then? I, who knows? People listening, thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Um, I don't know when our next show will be, but uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, do we have an Instagram yet? Should we have Not an Instagram? Yet. Maybe okay. to come. Follow us on Twitter, Maggie. What's our Twitter handle? A dad and a dot, which is D A U G H T one. All right. Perfect. Yeah, I also saw, I think we might start doing these on video too, Max, but we'll have to talk mm-hmm. about that. All right, that's it, Maggie, your sign off. Stay safe out there, everyone. <laughs> All right. I don't think you should laugh when you tell people to stay safe. Anyway, go Irish. Thank you for listening. Join us next Friday night for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. 